What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I am so excited because we are doing a chat and you know how I am. I don't just bring anyone on. I don't just talk to anyone. And I'm so excited because her podcast is dynamic. It is funny. It is interesting. And it's a podcast that I actually give to my girls to listen to because I'm like, I want you to hear what it sounds like to one, build something incredible, stay true to you, keep showing up, but also learn as you go. And uh, that's why I have Kenzie Elizabeth here from the I Love You So Much podcast. And she's here today to talk to us about all amazing things with building a business yourself. You know, she's 25 and she has done so much already and also trying to balance that with like life and family and goals and perspectives and dating. And I know that I've got, you know, lots of youngins in my 20s who are listening. And I also have several of us who are trying to literally do a lot of what Kenzie's already doing. So I'm thrilled that she's here. Kenzie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of that was course. so nice. I All I heard was that you thought I was funny. And now I'm like, oh my God, I <laughs> love like, it funny. here. No, but it's true. It's true. I mean, because it takes a lot to be a great interviewer. You know, there's yeah. so many people who do podcasts and you're just kind of like, that was kind of dry, you know, mm-hmm. or like or the, the conversation wasn't as dynamic and you do such a good job kind of keeping it exciting and fun and like bringing out the best in people you chat with. So thank you. Yeah. yeah I came out of the womb like I didn't shut up. I was just talking then. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, so I, I think it was just I like know. a very natural endeavor. Sure, sure, sure. And it's funny because I think that growing up, it's always like, gosh, she just talks all the time. And like, well, get, look at us now. Right. Well, you know Look what? at us now. <laughs> actually weird. I say that. And then I was actually held back in preschool no. because I was shy. What? Which anyone I tell that to does Nobody not believes me. You. No. And Nobody then I was you. quickly voted social butterfly in the school. Like, of it, course. There was some shift, but I was actually shy when I was younger, which is I'm the most open person. Sure, I'm an open book. Sure. I'm not shy. Very awkward. I'm loud, you oh know? Oh, my God. Maybe people were just, you were just taking it in. You were just like, yeah. okay, where exactly am I going to shine? That was, was what was happening. I was busy reading books, and I didn't have any interest in the little that's kids That's what it was. There. You, know, you just weren't what it was. Were just like not even your vibe. It was I get me it. and Junie B. Jones, you know? <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So, okay, just as a quick intro, right? So, I mean, you literally are doing all the things on social. So, you're on YouTube. You're on Instagram. You obviously have your incredible podcast. So, tell us a little bit more about that. Why did you start YouTube, really? Because that was kind of like your your first starting off point. 
So I started YouTube when I was 16. Mm-hmm. In middle school, I was going through just a hard time. I have a great family and I love them a lot. Yeah. But it's a big family, though. Huge family. Yeah, lots and of personalities. Lots of personalities. Divorce, remarriage. Like just, mm-hmm. it was very tumultuous. I grew mm-hmm. up in a very like emotionally explosive household. Mm-hmm. And so I started watching YouTube as, it was kind of like my safe place. Yeah, like an it outlet. Was, yeah, it was an outlet. Mm-hmm. And I... Really liked YouTube, and I was like, man, I would, like, love to start a channel to start in, like, seventh grade. Sure. And I did it because I was like, well, people will think I'm weird. And then I woke up, and I'm like, I've never once cared about what people think. Like, what nice. am I? It was just weird. I was like, why am I even whatever? So I started a channel when I was 16. Mm-hmm. People were actually nice to me about it, too, so that was yeah. plus. Which is a super plus also because, yeah. like, being that age, like, people can be crazy. Like, oh, absolutely. I have exposed to nuts, nuts stuff. I had so many friends at that time who ended up being, like, homeschooled. Oh, my Because, gosh. like, who lived in different states yeah. because they had bad experiences. Yeah. But again, I think it comes to the fact that I didn't shut up and I had, mm. I was always a floater. So I had a friend in every friend group. Sure. So like, I don't think people could have been mean to me because like I was friends with one of their friends. Of you know course, what I mean? Of course. So yeah. I really spread that myself says a lot about your personality too. It's just kind of like, I'm open-minded. I'm like trying to meet people. Like I care, you know? And I think that all of that's really reflected in your YouTube content yep. because here's where I think it's so different. So, I mean, there are lots of influencers out there. There are lots of people who are creating content every day, but your content always is about giving. There's a lesson, there's feedback, there's something about how they're going to love this for their life or if they're running into this issue or, hey, this may be what I'm doing every day, but this is what I've kind of learned within that. Tell me a little bit about that. Was that organic for you or, I mean, because not everyone's like that. People think it's just like showing off their life. You know what I mean? No, I think it was organic because you saying that I wouldn't even describe my content that way. Like I wouldn't be like, I think especially the podcast, the one thing about me is that I really do care about being authentic. You do. And if I'm going through something, it's very hard for me to show up online. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not able to talk about it, then I feel like I'm right. being fake. But sure. also I'm just being like emotionally healthy. And you're and also entitled, like, you know, for yeah. everyone who's listening, you're entitled to keep stuff to yourself. You don't yes. have to share it, you know, at least not until you have a clarity around it. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be real time. Yeah, my friend Lauren, oh, I don't I'm going to butcher this, but always says like, I'm not going to share until something along the lines of like, it's going to give someone value. Right. In the meantime, it's not helping me or helping them, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. with that being said, I typically talk about things either during or after. Mm-hmm. And I, so much of my audience has grown up with me. Yeah. So that's been really helpful. And I get so many DMs and messages and like feedback on the podcast or just comments or questions or girls mm-hmm. be like, I'm going through this. So I kind of know what my audience it's needs true. and wants. So it's really helpful. It's almost like free market research. No, it's true. And like, and maybe that's why you don't realize it because all your content is kind of painted from a perspective of, I know who's watching this. And so let me tell and show them what I know they may be wondering in their mind as they're watching. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why you don't realize like, because you're not like ending everyone like Mr. Rogers style, like, yeah. and today's lesson is such and such. It's not like that, but it's very like, oh my gosh, you probably want to know that this has pockets. You probably want to know because this has this. Or, you know, when I was going through this, I felt like this, but this is what I found, you know? And I think that that is, honestly, it's like how people are learning now. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I think that there's, it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, I just follow these motivational things, but God, it feels so good to see someone going through it. It's like so brave of you. I really thank you. I really feel like everyone is like my friend. Mm -hmm. I meet girls out and about all the time and I would be friends with all of them, you know? So a lot of it is like, I think about the conversations I'm having in my own relationships Mm -hmm. too. I bring a lot of my like friends who are come from like a more traditional career background. AKA they're like normal and are not an influencer and like <laughs> right. sharing their every they moment have nine, on they the internet. They get checks, they have payroll, yeah. they have days off. Yes, right, they right. like make a lot more sense. I'm the weird one, right, you know? Right, right. And so that's like really helpful. 
I work for myself, but honestly, I have a team too. And we have a lot of bullet points that we're always trying to hit. And we're constantly trying to find new ways to be creative. And we don't want to get bogged down in all the ins and outs of measuring things and logistics, reprocessing things so that they fit your mobile devices. I mean, there's so many marks to check when you're running a business. And we just don't want to get caught up in things that are easily handled by great software. And a perfect example of that is issue. Whether you work for yourself or you're part of a team, it's time to get creative. Make your online presence and your business stand out from the rest with issue. So if you post content to your website or you share it to social like me, where you send it to your clients, but then you find yourself posting your content to all of your channels, your YouTube, your TikTok, your Instagram, I mean, you've got to reformat, resize, redownload, reupload. What you need is issue. You can create it once and you can share it everywhere. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and so much more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs because Issue features your digital content in an easy-to-view way on every device. And this is the part I love the most. There's no reformatting required. You can instantly share your content across all of your social channels. We're all busy, and honestly, doesn't that sound like a dream? And it already works seamlessly with the tools that we have and love, like Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, <laughs> people like us, really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you can start using Issue for free. Try it out. Explore the premium benefits that offer a more customized experience. You can get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code Nicole. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use the promo code Nicole at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code Nicole. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworkers promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated and there are so many hush hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Well, let's talk about what that dynamic is like in your family and with your friends. So obviously, we both have unconventional jobs, but they're definitely jobs, right? Yes. And at some point in time, it went from I'm 16 and this is an outlet and I'm sharing to, oh, you know, not just like making money, but I'm not going to follow a conventional path because I've already found the thing I'm doing right now. So how did your friends respond to that? And how did your family respond to that? 
my dad like thinks I could run for president. Oh, so my dad immediately, and he's also like a businessman. He reminds me a lot of Ed Milet. Like they're mm-hmm. very similar. Oh, okay, so he gets it. So this he is, gets it. This is like literally yes. he's probably so excited because like he knows you've got the mojo. This is yes. like the thing. Yeah. And yeah, my yeah. mom also growing up owned like a betting and draperies company that was like at one point oh, like girl, a Neiman's. This is like, in your blood. So it's kind of my literally. blood. But she only did that for a couple of years. Like she was also a stay at home mom, and then she mm-hmm. also worked in real estate. Like she did a bunch of different things. My mom is able to naturally enjoy life a lot more, sure, I think, than, sure, like, my sure, dad and sure. I. You guys are workers. Yeah, we yeah, are workers. right, right. So, but she's like, I do things to support my life. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. Yep. Like, she has, like, I think, a healthier relationship with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they ever expected me to follow a normal career path. It was just That's kind good. of the thing. Like, when I started YouTube, it was at a time where I thought I was going to make $5 if I made any money at all. I yeah. would still be doing everything that I do for free because for I sure. love it so much. But, but that's it, how it works. That's how it works. Yep. But I also had some sort of vision for like this is going to be something mm. even though it wasn't ever a thing but really right. back then I mean right. there were people like way bigger on oh, YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. at the time but people are only recently you didn't realizing know what would hit. Yeah, yeah you didn't know what hit and also people were so there was so much mystery around how do you actually make this exactly. income I got on at the same time as you like I've been doing this for about 12 15 ish years but I, I obviously was older than you, but same sort of thing where it was like people just didn't understand how you're making your money. They were like, oh, yeah. well, we know you need to create content. We know it needs to be consistent. We know people need to like it. We don't really know how that translates to dollars outside of like agencies and like people. But now it's like make your own products, like partnerships, collab. Like there's all these things, you know. Mm-hmm. So I love that you still had that intention in your mind. And I think for anyone listening, like understand that you've heard me say time and time again, whatever you're starting in this, you know, season of your life, intentionality is going to be critical. If you're not doing things with some degree of I would like this outcome, you're not going to get the results you want. So let's talk a little bit about that healthy balance, because that's something I talk about, too, is I'm a workaholic and I don't say that with pride, you know, because it's something I'm trying to reform, you know. How are you seeing that manifest? Because you know, let's just dispel the rumor. Being an influencer doesn't mean I just sit at home and take pictures of my food. Yeah. So what's that looking like for you? So I've struggled a lot with hustle culture. Mm. And I've talked about this a lot on my own show. So anyone who's listening for me, I'm sorry. Like, I just it's like my go-to thing. But it's important. It's really important. People don't understand. Like, I'm talking about it at 38. You're talking about it at 25. This is a problem. You know what I mean? Like, it should not be that... I'm still saying the same energy years later. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, talk about how is it manifesting in your life? So I would say when I was, I mean, I was like 17. I moved to LA when I was 17. My channel was doing well. I was making enough, but I wasn't making sure. good money. Sure. And I, I mean, for a 17-year-old, yes, but I wasn't like stalling by any means, yeah, you no, know? I know? People hear influencer now and they're just like, oh yeah, Ferraris and like, yes. you know, hill, like living in the hills. Like it's not all that. And this was like yeah. pre, 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 even Vine days. Well, yeah. maybe Vine was a thing, but TikTok wasn't a thing. Right, like, right. Very, very, very like different. Like minimal ways to make money. You yes. know what I mean? Like and you, you really had, to had to focus. really, really, really try yep. to gain a following. Yep. It, it's just a very different world. Yep. So I struggle with hustle culture growing up I think I had a hard time differentiating like who I am versus what I do Mm. and the fact that like I am my own person and I also do this and like not getting those confused. That's right. And so my hustle culture where that came in, it wasn't ever like I think I found a lot of identity in work, but weirdly it wasn't ever the number of followers literally ever. It was never like my Mm. popularity on the internet. Uh It was by how hard I was working. Oh wow, like how many hours you were putting in? Yes, which it wasn't even like working smart. It was like... I still struggle with this. I was in the car with a friend this morning at 8 a.m. talking about this with her because mm-hmm. she's the same way. And I'm like, sure. 
I'm only like recently getting to the point where I'm allowing myself to work less hours and realizing like you can't hold on so tightly to everything and like mm-hmm. actually there is such a thing as like if you're working something to death like it's not helpful for the well, business let's talk or you. about that so when you say work less hours you mean like oh my gosh I haven't edited like 15 videos so I haven't done anything today but like realistically like you probably wouldn't even because we all have forever to-do list you know yes. what I mean like if we're lucky enough to knock off 10 things 10 more things are going to take its place. So it's like, because if you are an entrepreneur or a mom or somebody who just has that type of life where you're a go-getter, you're always going to have more stuff on your list. Like an empty to-do list, honestly, would be like a nightmare to me. So knowing that, is that what you mean? Like it was just sort of, I wasn't measuring it in completion or success. I was measuring it in just Honestly, like how often I was on the grind versus enjoying my success. Yes, definitely. Wow. How'd you identify that? Like, how'd you like start noticing that? Were you like getting sick? Were you missing fun things with friends? Like what was happening? So I would say I didn't even have a social life for years because I was so, I mean, I did, but not the life that I would want. It wasn't a priority at all. Were you thinking about it in relation to work? Like, yeah, I was like, I just need to work. I need to mm-hmm. do this. Or and it depends on like whatever I've lived like. 15 different life phases since sure, sort of 17 sure, to 25. Sure. So it really just depends on the time of period of my life. But like, I also just had different priorities at different times mm-hmm. and it did, it was helpful in certain ways, but I've had anxiety my entire life. So it was like my anxiety mm-hmm. would get really bad. And, and then it that felt would, like the solution was more work. Yes. Which yeah. at the same time, that it was like, Makes this, the anxiety yes, worse. it was a never yes. ending cycle. It's hard enough being a business owner, especially when I'm a mom, too. And that means I've got to keep close tabs on everything from my kids' schedule to the numbers in my business. And honestly, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And that's true when your business is growing really fast. But honestly, it's even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. And right now, inflation is running rampant. Supply chains are clogged. The labor market is tight. So what does that mean? Well, not every business is in the dark. Over 33,000 businesses know their numbers, and they know them because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Now, with the visibility and the control of your financials, your inventory, your HR, your planning, your budgeting, even more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash Nicole. So head to netsuite.com slash Nicole for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash Nicole. Friends, the traditional guidance with fertility has always been just wait and see. But if you've been following along all season, you know that I'm in a season of my life where I'm taking even more control by getting all the information before I make big decisions. And now, We have tools to help us plan for and track everything in our lives, our wellness, our finances, our careers, school. Why is fertility still just wait and see? I'd like to grow my family. Maybe not right now, 
but I'd like to know whatever I can so that when the time comes, I'm ready to make the best calls. Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. And there aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid. But for many women, their fertility is still a big question mark. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. Ladies, this was so easy to do. You'll also get insight into your hormone levels, which if you're anything like me and you're a seasoned chicken, not a spring chicken, you gotta know those numbers. Like your ovarian reserve, aka if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Understand that money's tight right now, and we don't want to wait to know more about our bodies. And traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600. But modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. Right now, modern fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Nicole. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Nicole. That's modernfertility.com slash Nicole. It's funny because I have struggled with the same thing and it's finding this validation like, oh, this is my thing. This is my identity. This is what I do. And this is my value to others. So like I got married at 22. And so I was like already, you know, so young, but feeling like this is how people see me and how I'm best helpful to them. So I need to work because if not, I'm not like honoring that relationship and I'm not showing up the way I need to show up. And it wasn't until I think I came to some of the realizations that you're, you know, coming to, but also like practicing, you know, where I was like, I'm tired. You know what I mean? Like, what is the point of the work and the money if I'm not living, you know, and then also relationships. So like you come from a really big family and, you know, Texan culture is very like family oriented, very social, all of that. I mean, what was like missing out on some of those things in exchange to create content? You know, I mean, it's a hard thing to explain. So when I moved, I also had a lot of family things going on. So I actually Mm. think missing out on family things and having space was incredibly helpful. Did you feel like you could finally shape your own identity? I mean, because also being in a really big family, sometimes you can feel like you get lost in the mix. So what was the most beneficial thing you think then for that separation? So I'm the oldest child, so I never felt like I lost my identity. Wow. I'm the oldest of like my biological siblings. Sure, sure, sure. So I don't feel like I lost my identity. It was more so I needed to get away to like heal and mm. be on my own. And now I'm able to, where it really did, I would say, as far as missing out, my niece is seven, she's turning eight, like next, Aww, really soon. Maybe. I'm very, very close with her and I'm very involved in her life. And mm-hmm. so as she was getting older, I would always fly in for the birthdays and fly in sure. for stuff. But as she was getting old enough to realize that I was flying in and not just like in town, yeah. that started to make me, even I think about like, I, I just, I literally will not move because I will not not be in her life. Like That's I'm just so, so involved in her life. That's so amazing. So I see it now more so, but at the mm-hmm. time it was helpful 
What I will say about friends is that I was definitely a lot less engaged. And like my favorite thing about myself is that Were you that the person I'm, who was silent on the group chat? Like I'm in there, I'm reading everything, but I'm never responding and I'm not really like, yeah, like involved. Yes. And it's weird because I'm also always the planner and the coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think people also, my friends just like had an understanding. Like she's just busy. Like we Working. also, they were going to college. So that was helpful. Oh, so we all sure. had our own lives. Sure. But even just with my friends in LA, I remember getting to the point where like, you know when people are talking and just conversations, like, what's one word that you would describe each other with? Mm-hmm. And everyone would always talk about the first thing that would come to mind would be, like, driven, work ethic, hard, hard worker. worker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is not the first thing I want my That's friends to describe you me as. Me neither. I'm, like, graceful, kind, yeah, generous, you know, friends. like, yeah, good friend. Yes. Like, these more personality traits. And what's crazy is we're doing the things that they end up saying are the definition of who we are thinking that it makes us look the other way without realizing like, no, the person who they see as being like graceful and a good friend is the person that's actually present. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not always present because I'm working. So, no, so, so smart. So let's talk about what that means in your personal life then with your goals. Like, are you dating? Were you able to date? Like, I mean, so many of us, I think, like I said, I was married by 22. We spend our early years feeling like, oh, we got to hit these marks, you know, like, got to get married, got to get a place, got to get pregnant, got to whatever. Like that was a traditional perspective, but you've kind of taken a different approach. So tell me a little bit more of that because you talk about a lot on the podcast. So yeah, I was up until about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was pretty much always dating. Like I was either Mm -hmm. I had like long term boyfriends or there was like someone around Mm -hmm. or I think also a lot of the relationship because I was so busy at that time. Like my, I think about my college relationship, a lot of it was just convenience because I was mm. always working and there was someone to just like sit next to me while I was working. Sure, sure. Just companionship. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was always dating. And then I will say like, it is difficult. It's a little bit of like an interesting experience to date when you are like a younger woman who's making money, who's mm-hmm. successful, who's definitely making more money than them. Still an interesting experience when you like, get older, girl. I was like, I feel like it's <laughs> always going to be that And way. it is. Like, one of the things my therapist told me was like, look, you need to accept right now that you'll likely always be the breadwinner. So you need to, like, figure out and set your boundaries around that now because that's what it's going to be. So, like, what yeah. does that mean in the future? So, and it's kind of a weird thing to acknowledge because you're like, well, no, like, I still want to be, like— for it. I still want to like have some of these like I, at least for me these traditional roles you know in a perspective but I learned very quickly that you can still have all of that you know because money is just like a tool to help you get things it doesn't have to be the main thing in the room you know what I mean yeah but yeah so like for you you're always kind of dating but you were having people in the room have you felt like you've been able to have meaningful relationships while being a workaholic or you know or have you had to reform one to kind of get the other what does it look like yes but I think I lost out on friendships at the time because like something had to get, but it wasn't even that I lost out on friendships. I just actually didn't really have the friendships that I wanted. Like the depth of them? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like I had my like two best, Ryan and Dom from college that Mm -hmm. I always had that with, but like, and I'm talking about my life in LA. I I think I started like dating someone and we were together for a while Mm -hmm. and I lost Sometimes I lost things because, like, I just didn't have the friendships, the depth yeah, that the I cap- wanted anyways. You didn't have the capacity, right? Yes. Like, and the, to even nurture things. So I think that's something we also, like, kind of, uh, I don't know, we minimize that it. it's not just about maintaining those friendships. It's also, like, the capacity to nurture the ones. Like, I've got new friends coming in and out of my life now that I'm like, oh, my God, I'd really love to, like, explore this. But just the season I'm in right now. Like, mm-hmm. there's only so much I have to give. And what's great is for some of those friendships— they are more than willing to adapt. You know what I mean? Yes. They're like, we understand. But then if they're not, it's like, I don't have anything left to give. So it just is what it is. Do you look back and have any regrets about that? 
I do in the sense of I was nurturing the wrong friendships. Oh, tell me more about that. So, like, my two, three best friends from college, that was never an issue and that was sure. never a problem. Because they, they get it. They get it. foundation. Yep. Yeah, and it was fine. I just, I had friendships that I thought I really loved and I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. And as time has gone on, either maybe it wasn't the right fit. I mm-hmm. think I was in a friendship more specifically where, like, I know, I can nothing. tell. I'm like, right now you're talking about something really specific yeah. that comes to mind. Nothing yeah. I ever, nothing I did was ever okay. And this was this was this person with every friend that they'd ever had. Mm-hmm. And they told me all these stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me, the idiot, thinking mm-hmm. like, well, it's not going to be me. No, you're just it's generous. Like, they, you're open-minded. Yeah. You're like, no, like, obviously. Yeah. But it's like when, it's the same thing in dating. Like when you see all the red flags, mm-hmm. but you just keep going. And I really, really loved this friend so right, much. Right. And this friend was so fun. And we had mm-hmm. so much, we had a really good time. Really good, it was really good, but when it was really bad, it yes. was really bad. Yes. Yeah. And so I felt even for a couple, like a year or two after, I was still putting in the effort and it was like weird. And finally, uh, just more stuff happened. And I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, yeah. nothing I ever do will like, Ew, did measure you do up a in your formal eyes. friend breakup? Like, no, did because you sit down, like, how to, or did you just let it fall off? So it had fallen off already. Mm-hmm. And then we would go back and then it had fallen off. And yeah. then, like, I would, if you like try to have a conversation, it was, uh, more of a friendship where like if you try to have a conversation they'd be like no there's no problem like I think maybe this person was like afraid of conflict or something sure, which sure. I get yeah, obviously sure. yeah but you're obviously not like I'm not like that either I'm like let's just talk about it so it's yeah. clear because obviously there's a vibe so let's clear it up you know and I feel like I could just never get to like what it was like sure. this person just like wouldn't say anything and I sure. look back now and I think the environment that we're in, there's a lot of people who are just like not very happy anyways. Oh, for so sure. I think that, you know, I And there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But exactly. it's so good you're able to identify it. It's funny because, you know, coming in, I was talking to my boyfriend about, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm having her on the podcast. And I was like, she's younger than me, but she's so smart. She's doing so much. And I was, and one of the things he said to me was like, you know, you can learn from anyone. I was like, that's so true. And I think one of the big takeaways that I'm getting from this, because I'm in L.A., I just moved here two years ago, which, you know, I have my friend group, but you you always need local friends. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's just no getting around it. You need to have people who like can grab brunch and just like talk to yourself. And I'm making friends, but, you know, listening to your intuition is always so important. And it sounds like you you really like felt that you were like, this is not adding up. Have you always been a person who, because that's like one of my goals is here. I was talking to my team about it. I was like, look, like two things we're not going to do. One, we're not going to kill ourselves behind this job, right? So the workaholic mm-hmm. piece. Some stuff that's not going to get done is just going to have to wait till tomorrow. Or if we can't do it, we're letting it go. And like, we're just going to have to trust that it's that in God that it's going to come back if it's important. We're just not going to stress ourselves out. And then the second part is, if it doesn't feel right, we're not doing it. Like, I don't, I can't always explain why it doesn't, you know, but that's part of, I think, what makes people like us different is that we're really good at being like, well, I want to try this thing and I'm going to give it a shot. Have you always been like that? Just kind of, this seems like a good move or this seems like good content or this friend's got to go or this guy isn't right? Like, have you always, or do you develop that? Like Work-wise, I've always been like that. Okay. Relationally, no. Oh, wow. And I think... more so in friendships it was when I have the best friends I have the friendships I've wanted for so long now oh that's really amazing so when I was in Texas and a lot of them I did grow up with them but like getting closer again and like the newer people and also going through stuff like adult stuff you know is a big like nurturer yes Mm -hmm. and I remember 
realizing like being realizing how happy I was and mm -hmm. so much of it has to do with the like people like right not people. a codependent thing no not at all but just like having the right people around I'm me I'm sure you have friends around you that absolutely call you out like oh, and yeah. that's how you oh have, know that you've yes. got good friends exactly. where they're like hey this is not okay yeah and it just the friendships just felt very freeing and like I could do anything and I could just tell them anything and there weren't problems all the time and that was when I started to realize looking back at how many of a lot of my friendships I just like Especially in the world that we were in, things are just so complicated. Like it was every everything was so complicated yeah. and like yeah. such a big deal and it just yeah. didn't matter. And so I think as I got older, I started to look back and be like, that's not what a good friend is and oh, that's, that's not good. a good friendship on my end as well. Sure, sure. So it was more so a thing I developed as far as relationally, but work-wise, mm -hmm. I think it's more natural. It's just, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, for me, work, it was never an issue. And actually, I've always felt kind of like, crazy because I mean this is the point of therapy but like gosh like work is so easy to like make the call go for yeah. it just get it done you know but like relationship wise I'm like well maybe they didn't mean that yes. or maybe it shouldn't be like this or maybe I'm just being too tough or like maybe I'm giving them the business hat and I should be giving them the friend hat like that yes. sort of energy so oh my gosh like it's so good because it's really just affirming like this conversation confirmed a lot of things I was already thinking now in terms of what's next for you, so you are you have like product sponsorships that you do. I think you have a couple products of your own, right? That you. So I out. started my own brand mm -hmm. recently, and yeah. that we started as clothing. We're gonna lean more into accessories because that's what we love and that's what's working. Sure. So yes, I do have a brand. Yeah, separately. yeah. No, tell me about it. Like oh, I love hearing about all this stuff. Okay, I'm like, yeah. It's actually it's your, you have a bag you carry, right? Yeah, that's your yeah, go -to. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one of my really good friends from college, Jessica. We interned together, mm -hmm. and so we and we were always the ones who were put together because she's good at what I'm not good at. I'm good at what she's not good at. Oh, that's so good. So we'd always talked about like doing something together, and I'm not. I wouldn't really work with any other friend ever. And no, I don't which think. makes. I mean, listen, yeah. everyone. So many people get partners to do business ventures because they're scared to do it by themselves, and not because that person actually brings a skill set that yes. you don't have. So I love hearing that. That's like your approach to it because that's how it actually works. Yeah, and she's very administrative and detailed oriented I'm big picture I, Creative, I, I have all the relationships mm -hmm. I'm yes exactly yep so we have been talking about it and then it just kind of ended up finally happening mm -hmm. and we launched in April of 2022 I'm like what oh is my this God. I know. I'm like I don't <laughs> even know where, like where are we right now and so what do you have like I know you said it was accessories you guys were doing bags for a while tell me more about like the range just so we can all check it out obviously I'm gonna get stuff so we have set we have like poplin sets we mm -hmm. have scarves beanies which is you know it's like yeah, getting into March too, yeah and then the puff bag is definitely like our mm -hmm. most in, like most popular and we have a lot of other like bag accessory things that are coming out I just love it in the next I love year it. I love it and so between that I also know that you go on tour sometimes right mm -hmm. like with the podcast and just like people having opportunities to see you is that coming is anything coming up soon yeah, I have a Chicago and Nashville show okay. soon, both of those. And though I love the most, like, I love having a brand, but, like, I am a host. Yeah, like, oh, no, I, you're a people person. Yeah, like, I yes, love— To engage. Yes, mm -hmm. I love hosting. Like, I would love to do—I love country music, so I'd love to do, like, more hosting in the country world yeah. and things. So I do love doing live shows. That's, like, my favorite thing out of sure. anything career-related that I've done. So we are doing more. I want to do one in LA too. Like I just, I yeah. will literally do it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's so funny because I think one of the things that I'm hoping people hear is that 
you found kind of what you want to do and how you want to show up. But so much of it has been driven by you being willing to do what you would do for free, but not doing it for free. Yeah. Because that's how it ends up being a business. But really and truly, you're like, no, I love to host. So I did it. I started SKC and creating the content that I wanted to create and people tapped into it. Like I answer questions, but it's based on like what I really genuinely want to answer, not based on what I think I should do. And that's just so powerful. Like it's so exciting because, you know, as an adoptive mom and I have a 24-year-old and a 21-year-old, like, I just hope that they hear this and see this. They they listen to my podcast sometimes, and sometimes they're like, we don't want to hear your voice in our room. Wait, <laughs> that's like actually huge thing. that they listen oh to the podcast. Oh, my God. That's it's great. such a big deal because usually they're like, we know you. We can call you. Like, why do yeah. we want to hear you in our background? But, you know, I, I'm going to make them listen to this one for sure <laughs> because, like, I've been telling them, like, you don't understand. Like, Kenzie Elizabeth is out here, and she's doing incredible things. So I'm just so grateful you took the time out to, like, chat with me today. And then, like, hopefully everyone hears all the overlaps, you know, in our life and just— follows you and listens and supports because you just have so much to offer. And clearly it's just the beginning. Thank you. I loved coming on. It was so fun. Oh, thanks for being here. You're amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Another great chat. I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week, and I hope you are too. See you there, friend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.